welcome to The Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this world, I welcome you. So how are you doing, my friend, my warrior? I certainly hope life is treating you better this week. I've had many listeners inquire how they could support my podcast and my work for grieving individuals. And I'm pleased to let you know that I now have an easy way for you to lend your support. On both my MaryMac.info and the MaryMacShow.com websites, you'll see a little cup on the lower left-hand side of the sites where you can easily buy me a cup of coffee. Now, you're also able to write a brief note to me, and that would really mean so much to me. So click on the coffee cup, and you'll be able to send a few dollars of support. And I thank you so much for doing that. So today, I'd like to speak with you about infertility. Now, one of the most painful experiences in life is the inability to naturally have a child. When couples decide they want to bring a new life into this world, to create a baby together, they don't consider that this will be hard, that this will not progress in the normal manner. Intimacy to conception to birth seems pretty simple. Well, for most couples, it can be. But behind the scenes of some families, this is not the norm. After a year of trying to naturally get pregnant without any result, a couple is considered infertile. For couples that are older, six months is considered infertile. The sad thing is that it brings so much confusion because couples don't consider that this might be the case for them. They just expect getting pregnant will come along easily. And it's not until months and months go by and no pregnancy do they even consider there might be a problem. And consequently, doctor visits are in order and their physician may or may not be able to explain why a couple cannot become pregnant. Although statistics are not conclusive, the World Health Organization estimates that over 48 million couples and 186 million individuals live with infertility globally. To learn that you and your partner may be infertile is often a complete shock. This is not how things are supposed to happen. Hearing a doctor tell you that you can't get pregnant is something no woman thinks she will ever hear. 
the same for a man who wants children of his own. It is a painful experience that no one can ever be prepared for. And along this road, all this information is being kept secret. All the months of trying to get pregnant behind the scenes. Never opening up to family or friends about your struggles because you don't want those words to come from your lips. You want to stay positive and expect the best next month. All the home pregnancy tests you've taken, only to be let down. All the hopes and dreams for that little one. All the planning for the colors of their room, how you would decorate it, what things you'd want to buy for them. Your baby shower, their birth, seeing the expression on your spouse's face when they arrive, bringing them home. The thrill of family and friends seeing the baby for the first time, and all the photos you'd take and frame and hang up in their room. But instead, you have kept all this news, or lack thereof, quiet and to yourselves. You might be isolating yourself because you're afraid you might share too much and break down and cry in front of your family and friends. And you're trying so hard to keep a positive outlook on this, yet hold the unfortunate news that you're not pregnant yet. And each month, you deal with another round of grief for what didn't happen. And if, after a year, you receive the unthinkable news that you and your spouse cannot have children, your lives are turned upside down. Do you tell anyone? Do you keep it to yourself? This is called disenfranchised grief, and I did two episodes on this, episode 60 and 61. It's when you feel like you can't openly mourn the death of someone. And in this case, you can't openly mourn the death of a child you may not be able to conceive. And there can be a lack of recognition from others for these many losses. And they can't grieve with you because you've decided it would be just too painful to share your sorrow. And because of it, your close family and friends can't support you emotionally since you've decided not to share your struggles. So you hide this pain and start to look at alternatives. Perhaps IVF. Perhaps a surrogate. Perhaps purchasing sperm for insemination. Or perhaps even adoption. And if you go through IVF, with all the drugs, extraction of eggs, mixing with sperm to produce a child, when it is then implanted into the mother's womb, you're hoping it will hold and grow for the entire pregnancy, giving birth to a healthy child. Long ago, my friend Pam went through several rounds of IVF. There were times when so many of her eggs were fertilized and replanted inside her, but her body could not hold the babies for more than a few months, and she would miscarry. 
After this happened several times, placing a toll on she and her husband's emotional health, not to mention the tens of thousands of dollars they invested in these procedures, they looked toward adoption. Now, decades ago, Chinese women were dropping off their daughters at orphanages because they were only allowed one child, and they wanted it to be a boy. Many families from around the world, including Americans, like my friends Pam and Phil, decided to adopt two girls from China. It was a long process working with an agency, and eventually they received photos of each of the girls, and a date when they would travel to China with other couples who were doing the same thing. I remember bringing balloons to the airport and waiting for them to arrive with their new bundle of joy. They had gone through so much to have their family. And a few years later, they welcomed their second girl into their life. Their road was a long and difficult one. They went through such heartache with each failed pregnancy. Another family I know decided adoption was their route also. But in their case, they found a woman who wanted to give up her baby and this family sent her thousands of dollars for her medical bills, housing, and other costs. Unfortunately, about the time the baby was to be born, they found out that the mother had scammed several families who gave her money all at the same time, and the police became involved. That woman had no intention to give up her baby for adoption at all. Another friend of mine gave birth to her first daughter with no problem. But when they tried for a second child, they couldn't get pregnant. It didn't make any sense, since after all, she was perfectly fine to give birth the first time around. So why infertility now? Well, this family eventually adopted their son, and along with their biological daughter, their family was now complete, but not without the trauma of not being able to conceive the second time. After learning that it may not be possible to conceive, some couples still do go on to bear a child. Just because you receive a diagnosis doesn't mean that miracles cannot be created. One of my favorite therapists, Marissa Peer, who teaches on I Am Enough, which everyone should learn, and I will leave her link in the show notes, tells how she was told she'd never have children, and yet she had a beautiful daughter. Healthy food and lifestyle can definitely contribute to a healthy pregnancy. It may be helpful to see a holistic doctor and see if he or she can assist you. And if after considering all your choices, you might just decide to remain childless. Now there are families who will continually ask, when are you guys going to have a baby? And you may or may not decide to divulge your heartache and inability to conceive a child. Or you might just decide it's no one's business and simply say, 
we've decided that our family is complete with just us. Now they may be in shock and not believe you, but this is your decision and there is no need to justify it to anyone. I remember speaking with a lovely friend who was having a hard time, and I said, sometimes the stress of trying to get pregnant doesn't help our bodies. If we move into a state of gratitude for what we do have, instead of continually focusing on what we don't have, our systems will be calmer and welcoming of a conception. But we also need to remember that if it's meant for us to have a child, we will. And if it's not meant for us to have a child, we also need to consider that. And if we can let that go and let God, as the saying goes, and put our faith in him, that he knows what's best for us, then we will find a sense of peace with whatever happens. And you might be saying, you know, Mary, that sounds so simple. And I know it isn't. But when you have so much invested in the baby of your dreams, please consider it. Place your body in a calm state. Meditate daily. Add your five things each night that you are grateful for in your journal. Create a different, more positive state may also help you. In all things, put your intention out there and hand it over to God in the universe. Then let it be. The pain of infertility is something no one counts on. It isn't in your plans. It isn't on your radar. If you are dealing with this, please contact an organization that's known as Resolve, where you can find people who are also dealing with the same pain and connect with them. As you know, I always say that the very best therapists are the people who have experienced the exact same grief as you. So in this case, contact Resolve and become a part of their virtual support groups around the United States. But if you're located outside the U.S., do connect and ask if you can be a part of these groups. Visit www.resolve.org. The ability to have your own biological child is a pain couples face all over the world. But when it's you who are grieving for the child you may never have, it is a severe sorrow. May you be comforted as you persevere through this stressful time. And may you feel peace in whatever choices you make. So now it's time to dance, dance, dance. And I know you might think this is really crazy, but please do it for me anyway.
Thank you for joining me today. Remember to write five things in your journal each night that you are grateful for. Please rate and review my podcast wherever you've listened to me. And if you're so inclined, buy me a coffee to support my podcast and work. And remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak with you again soon.